Davis. Welcome to the political cesspool, known worldwide as the South's foremost populist radio program. And here to guide you through the murky waters of the political cesspool is your host, James Edwards. Well, everyone, I'm your host, James Edwards. Thank you for tuning in to the South's foremost populist radio broadcast this evening, coming to you live, loud and clear, from WLRM Radio Studios in Memphis, Tennessee, and on the Internet at thepoliticalcesspool.org. It is our pleasure to be with you tonight, that being myself and none other than Eddie the Bombardier Miller. Boy, I tell you, I'm glad to see old James back. He is a sight for sore eyes for sure, and he got some dynamite news to talk about tonight. And some, well, he got some really good results. He's going to tell you about from a recent meeting he went to. That's absolutely right, Eddie. As a matter of fact, uh, first of all, I would just like to make mention of the fact that uh, you are, again, as I said, listening to the Political Cesspool. You can catch us each and every weeknight, Monday through Friday, now 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, as a result of listener demand, the support from station ownership, and a surge of interest from the recent CNN exposure that we've had, the Political Cesspool will now be airing live each weeknight for two hours. You may now listen to your favorite conservative populist radio program, not just one, but two hours, right here on AM 1380 WLRM, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Time, and on the Internet, the same hour, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Time, live two hours each night. That's right, folks. That's double the fun, double the talk, and double the cesspool. So we ask that you be sure to spread the word and stay tuned for the second hour of our broadcast each night, beginning tonight. Well, actually... Uh, Eddie, as you know, I was on CNN last Tuesday, and uh, I was also out of town in South Carolina Thursday and Friday of last week, so I actually was only on the air twice last week due to my travels and, and my schedule, but uh, you and Winston were actually broadcasting the second hour um, uh, live last week here locally, but now we've got it set up to where we can stream the second hour from thepoliticalcesspool.org. So now we are officially unveiling the fact that we are now indeed going two hours a night on the political cesspool every Every weeknight, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. So be sure to catch us and stay with us. Uh, the broadcast archives and the uh, Internet uh, stream will now reflect the fact that we are two hours. And speaking of CNN, uh, another update that our illustrious webmaster Jeff Melton has created. You may now uh, watch 
each uh, of the three interviews that I did on CNN with Paula Zahn by visiting our newly added video page on the official website, thepoliticalcesspool.org. The CNN interviews uh, that I was on include talks about self-segregation from April 4th, the number of minorities now living in America on May 21st, and the most recent interview I did with CNN just last week on May 29th in an interview that uh, we t had us talking about the Knoxville murders of the young white college couple by the five black assailants. So all three of those interviews can now be viewed on demand via YouTube by clicking on thepoliticalcesspool.org and going to the video page uh, linked uh, right there on the left-hand margin of our website, thepoliticalcesspool.org. You can now watch all three of those interviews that I did on CNN over the course of the past two months, and things are obviously going very well, Eddie. Uh, and uh, we have received hundreds and hundreds of emails from all over the country as a result of uh, my being on CNN and it was an honor to have been chosen as a spokesman for the cause. We've talked about it a lot on here. I just wanted to bring it up again tonight to let people know that every single segment is now available for their viewing pleasure um, on thepoliticalcesspool.org. So that's exciting. You know, uh, I'll tell you what. I am a Christian, but I'm not the perfect Christian because, you know what, the good book says, Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. But you know what? Some of the sweetest, I think the sweetest part of this victory, I'll have to say, is really kind of egotistical on my part and kind of has a little vengeance mode and a kind of rub it in your, in your face mode, James, because we have some certain detractors out there that hate our guts and work nonstop to get us off the air, but like, like James said, due to popular demand by we the people, as of we the people in the Constitution of the United States, they have insisted that they keep us, that well, we were kept on the air. And our gracious station owner here, Dave Brown, has uh, kind of told these people where to go and has told us that he's backing us 100%. And you know what? Uh, and speaking for James Brown, you know, uh, excuse me, Dave Brown, he made a statement in here the other night, and he has showed it, you know, how a lot of people are always throwing the, the uh, Constitution around and the Bible around. He said that he's told some of these detractors, that, hey, this is the first amendment hour, folks, freedom of speech. And you know what? And we have a, a Black Panther guy coming on sometimes. You know, we have all kinds of people. But he's not going to shut us down because some people don't like what we say. They, they want to shut us well, up. Well, the, the, the fact remains that you're exactly right. The WLRM radio uh, really uh, exudes freedom of speech. And our ownership here has been very solid and, and very much in, in favor of the freedom of speech of all Americans, which is more than we can say for the plutocratic uh, uh, establishment, but uh, absolutely, you know, and the, the the management has been strong behind us, and this program has really soared because I do believe that we are speaking uh, for the majority of Americans who have no voice within the mainstream media, save here on WLRM Radio. And, you know, another thing, we're talking about the announcements. We're now two hours live each night. Uh, you can catch the CNN footage uh, on thepoliticalcesspool.org. All of the interviews are now linked up on there. Uh, while we're going through the announcements uh, at the top of the program, and we've got a great dynamite show lined up for you tonight. Uh, this is actually the first night that uh, in the post-Art Frith era. And with that being said, you know, Eddie, I'm in here running the board, so if you could, 
<laughs> you know what? I'd like for you to go to the minivan and just make sure we're broadcasting. Okay, Willie, do right on the way. Hang on, folks. The Big E will be right back. The Bombardier will be right back. Uh, you know, Art uh, trained Winston Smith and myself in the art of doing the production work and the engineering work. And I set the... Uh, the uh, tuner in the car at 1380, and I just want to make sure we're going out because, you know, this is my first night running the board without Art here to overlook me. And, 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 and with that being um, on everyone's mind, I would just like to say that uh, last Friday, uh, just the last broadcast we had, Friday, June 1st, was the last night of duty for longtime political cesspool bro- uh, broadcast engineer Art Frith. Art had faithfully served two separate tours of duty with the political cesspool from October 2004 until June 2007, and he was a masterful producer and an excellent engineer. As a former Navy chief, uh, he is now retired from broadcasting, and Art is in the process of moving to Michigan, and the entire staff of the political cesspool, myself, the bombardier, Ed Miller, and uh, the rest of the gang, certainly wish Art a fond farewell. He is a friend whose talents will be missed, and... Obviously, uh, they will be missed, but not too badly tonight because we are going out over the air. That's exciting to know. Uh, always good to know that when you're on the radio, people are actually able to hear it. So, uh, anyway, Art Frith has retired and uh, will be no more. Although, uh, as I said, I was out of town several shows last week. Uh, I'll be in every night this week except for tomorrow. And uh, y'all had a really good going away party for the Chief Art Frith on Man, on Friday yeah. night. Uh, Eddie, you and Jess, uh, Austin Farley, my original co-founder of this program, uh, Winston, were all in to wish uh, Art a fond farewell. And you really had a fun show on Friday night. Didn't really cover any any um, uh, topics of substance, but even President Bill Clinton called in to wish Art a farewell. You know what? You got to hand it, Bill. It, you know he's an old Southern Arkansas boy. Even Bill, for all his faults, believes in the First Amendment and free speech. You know what? He likes barbecue, too. If he didn't know we had that good barbecue in here, which, incidentally, James, I'm sorry you had to miss that, Jess brought in some of the best barbecue I believe I've ever had in my mouth, in my mouth and uh, we had a high old time. Uh, the the uh, you know, Bill just kept us rolling and laughing, uh, talking about he can't wait to get back to the White House and start that uh, new uh, internship program, you know, and... Uh, I tell you, we just a, a fine time was had by all, and I tell you, I have to say this about Chief, about Art. When I pulled up tonight, and it, you know, I'm so used to seeing his little truck out there when I come up here, and it, it's been like that since I've been here, James. And I, you know, I'm kind of a sentimental guy. A lot of people don't know that. Now. I know you are, and actually, I am too. You know, I really, I really have kind of a familial bond with yeah. those of whom I share the trenches with. And, you know, from one man to another, you really become attached to your comrades, people that you uh, you serve with in, 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 in service of the cause. And it is it is, it is is sad to see Art go, but we were going out over there. Oh, we were going out fine. Okay. But my voice keeps coming out. Even when you were talking, it was my voice, man. I don't understand I, I, I don't know what that is. But, you know, Art did leave us with a, Art did leave us with a parting gift. Uh, I heard Dawn Go Away by Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons was programmed into our uh, opening tonight. So, Art, thank you for that. You know that's my favorite song. Art, you're a good guy, man. Art, you're the best. I'll tell you what, I sure miss you. Uh, I, I've never seen anybody like Art. And I, I'm, man, we're going to miss him bad. Well, we will. And uh, just to quickly recap before we dive into you know, Monday night uh, of each week is a busy night, Ed. We have a lot of announcements to uh, to sort through. A lot of stuff builds up over the weekend, and we've got to decompress, so to speak. So we always spend the first few minutes on a Monday night 
recapping everything that happened over the two days we weren't on the air, as we are a weeknight show. Uh, but just to remind everyone very quickly what we've established so far tonight before we move into our first uh, subject of business this evening, uh, we are now airing two hours every night live in the Political Cesspool right here on 1380. Uh, you can catch the CNN interviews at thepoliticalcesspool.org. Org? ThePoliticalCesspool.org via YouTube on the video page. Uh, Art Fifth has retired. We're running the board now, running the show. And, um, well, what else can you say? Well, speaking of CNN, yeah? I'm trying to think, and, I, and I'm racking my brain. And I've been in Memphis a long time, as you well know. Uh, I can't think of another single radio personality that's been to New York to appear on a TV program, especially one as big as uh, Paul of Zion. Well, Can you? I can't. Not 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 three times in one month like uh, and, and like I said you know it's divine providence I can't take any of that uh, credit for myself I mean we do put in a lot of work on this program but uh, you know it's, it's been an honor for CNN to have recognized our program as a leader of the conservative uh, cause and uh, for them to 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 have me on as often as they've been having me on is is a testament to the work that we've all put in at this program so certainly even though I'm the one that's going up there and, and getting all the attention uh we are a sum of all of our parts and I couldn't do it without you guys and I really mean that and, and our, our listeners as well um don't forget folks as we as we move on with the program tonight I was in Greenville South Carolina for an incredible conference I had the uh privilege of being a speaker at the 2007 Council of Conservative Citizens National Conference, and everyone had an amazing time that was there at the two-day CFCC conference in Greenville. Some of the most famous right-wing personalities in the country, including a few living legends who have been active since the 1950s and 60s, piled into the luxurious 2,500-square-foot ballroom that they had for us there, and they were treated to a sold-out crowd. Several speakers there spoke on the destructive capacity of multiculturalism and diversity. The speakers included, there were nearly two dozen speakers there, and they included myself, Jared Taylor, Sam Dixon, Paul Fromm, and many other leaders of the uh, conservative right. Uh, what we're going to be doing, folks, uh, we're going to be adding pictures uh, from this event to thepoliticalcesspool.org. Also, in a special series, a little added treat now to commemorate the fact that we are going two hours each night in the cesspool, we're going to be uh, having a treat for those in our listening audience who couldn't attend the CFCC conference. We're going to be airing audio of some of the speeches that were delivered by Jared Taylor, Sam Dixon, and others during the second hour of our broadcast uh, this week. Now, we're not going to be doing tonight because I haven't quite gotten it prepared yet, uh, but later this week we're going to be uh, airing some of these speeches for people who weren't there, but I'm telling you, they were dynamite speeches, and as I was listening to these conservative luminaries uh, speak, uh, I was saying to myself, we have got to rebroadcast these speeches. Everyone in America needs to know uh, the, the, the truth and the wisdom that these speakers uh, were uh, giving to the crowd there uh, via the microphone, so we're going to be in a special series. As I said, we're playing some of these speeches this week, and I think you're very much going to enjoy them. We're going to try to get the first one in uh, probably tomorrow night, but not on Wednesday. Jared Taylor, Sam Dixon, and some of the others. You'll enjoy that uh, as uh, a little bonus of us having expanded into the two-hour format. Now, as I said, there are many people there. Uh, and, and it wasn't just the speakers who were great, just some of the faces in the crowd like Bob Whitaker and Dr. Ed Fields, some of the brightest stars We've got 
uh, in the pro-right conservative movement. Uh, Paul Fromm was a, a speaker, but, you know, one of the things that happened, it wasn't just that you got to listen to the speeches, just the fellowship that we experienced there, having 250 people piled into a ballroom, all of like mind and will and, and, and ideas presenting themselves and solutions uh, becoming clear. Uh, one of the things that happened was there was a great transfer of information. And we were able to really talk, and a lot of the literature was there available for the masses. And one of the things that was uh, there on the table was uh, 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 some literature uh, brought forth by Paul Fromm that I'm going to share with you, because I think this is very, it's important to know how our enemies got their foot in the door. And all of the problems that we face today in America, be it illegal immigration or, or a terrible trade policy or a Israel first Zionist foreign policy, all of this stuff basically stemmed from uh, cultural Marxism, founded by uh, Karl Marx. And Paul Fromm had an interesting article that I'd like to share with you and get Eddie's comments on as we talk about it before we go to our break and introduce our first guest of the evening. The uh, article is entitled, Turning America Upside Down, from Karl, Karl Marx and Hillary Clinton, uh, excuse me, from Karl Marx to Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. So the, the title is Turning America Upside Down from Karl Marx to Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. And, Eddie, just chime in whenever I, I, I strike a nerve with you because I want to get your commentary infused within this article because I think this is something that people need to know. Pay attention, folks. This is a very, very short but hard-hitting column that I'm going to share with you now. It seems a bit far out, doesn't it? But Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama are in a direct line with Karl Marx to overthrow the foundations of society as we know it. First, Karl Marx, the Jewish founder of communism, was no reformer. He was a hate-filled man. Marx stood for the criticism of everything and the destruction of all conservative institutions. The young Karl Marx wrote once, quote, I wish to avenge myself against God. End quote. In the 20th century, communism, the bloody system created by Marx, killed well over 100 million people. Among the most dedicated communist operatives were a group called the Frankfurt School, set up by Marxists but located in Germany. This group of pseudo-scholars fled to the United States in 1933, and we all know why, but yet they were able to become very influential here in America. Marx had hoped to use the workers as the shock troops to overthrow society. The Frankfurt School gradually abandoned Marx's failed economic ideas and chose instead to destroy the pillars of Western society, those pillars being merit, individualism, belief in God, by using race and gender politics. And that is where we get the term, Ed, cultural Marxism, also known as political correctness. When these Jewish Marxists, uh, when they were expelled from Germany in 1933, they came over to the United States to set up camp, and that's when they said, you know what, communism wasn't working. It wasn't working in Europe. But what we will do here in order to have our ideas materialize, we're going to destroy the pillars of Western society, not by force, but by... Uh, by a gradual erosion against the, the tenets of merit, individualism, and belief in God by using minorities and gender politics. And what they spawned, they spawned many of the disasters that have damaged the United States over the course of the past 50 years, this being the cultural Marxist. The radical civil rights movement, which brought forth uh, anti-white affirmative action, 
Radical feminism, which has attacked the traditional American family, led to a sky-high divorce rate and a below-replacement-level birth rate for white Americans. One reason we're told is that we need, we need the massive third-world immigration, which is changing America forever from the nation built by our European ancestors. Now, that brings us to... Hillary Rodham Clinton and Barack Obama, both who are being touted and promoted by the mass-controlled media as hot prospect candidates for the presidency of the United States in 2008. Both are well-financed. Hillary Clinton reportedly has over a $100 million war chest. Barack Obama himself is backed by shadowy financier George Soros. Hillary Clinton represents, of course, radical feminism, another tenant, another uh, cornerstone of cultural Marxism. Obama himself, a mixed-race individual, raised in Ind Indonesia and brought up by a Muslim, represents the third-world assault on European-American values. Subversive communist intellects, like the Frankfurt School, spread a creeping social revolution that seeks to invert our social order here in America. It has brought forth the likes of Hillary Clinton, a white female, and Barack Obama, a black male, to national prominence as candidates for the presidency of the United States. Whether either one of these two leftists is actually nominated by the Democratic Party and elected to that office next year is not nearly as important as what the respective campaigns of those two contenders represent about the condition of the Democratic Party in America, the electorate as a whole, the media, and the American political process. Whether, Ed, they win next year or not uh, is important, and of course we don't want them to win. But what you see occurring here is the tenderizing of the mind. We are uh, being tenderized uh, to accept these anti-American ideals that are represented by the Obama and the Clinton candidacies uh, as mainstream America ideas. These ideas represent Karl Marx and his band of cultural Marxism, this Jewish communism. This is what is represented by Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. But through the erosion of our society over the past 50 years, uh, particularly since the Brown versus Board of Education decision, what we are seeing here is a tenderizing of the mind through incrementalism. Americans are coming to accept these people and their ideas, and that is very scary. That's been going on for years and years, James, like you mentioned. Uh, <clears throat> you know, you mentioned, for instance, uh, George Soros. Uh, George Soros is, a, is an atheistic, Zionist, internationalist Jew. And, uh, you know, he came to this country uh, supposedly with no, with no money and uh, made his fortune in, uh, into the commodities market in uh, shorting uh, currency. He made this last big uh, killing he made by shorting the currency, and uh, him and some of his other billionaire buddies uh, nearly drove the economy of Indonesia into the dirt. Uh, the big war they had in uh, in Russia, you know, uh, started, look, we, we mentioned this uh, one day last week, Winston and myself, uh, you know, right during the Second War, uh, Lenin was hiding out, I believe, in Canada and Trotsky in England. And I, 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 it doesn't really matter which country. It could be switched. But the Canadian government shipped Lenin through the United States onto Germany on a rail car, you know, along with Trotsky. And they shipped those two people on a rail car to Russia with this, you know, several million dollars in gold to the Soviet, to Russia 
to help overthrow the uh, Christian state. The whole idea was attack on Christianity. That's right. Christianity, and, uh, James. An attack on Christian America. An that's attack like doing here. An attack on white America. That's exactly what Karl Marx had in mind, and that's what happened when they were expelled from Germany. They set up camp here, and this, uh, they call it, uh, being progressive, of course, what we call it is the destruction of America as a first world player. But uh, the very fact, Ed, uh, and like I said, I just think this is a dynamite article. Uh, yeah, sure. Because you know what, James? The point here being is, uh, one of the points is, is this is a dynamite article. As you could say a lot of things about it. But the same people that back Karl Marx are basically the same group of people with the same mindset that are backing Obama. And Hillary. That's right. Hundred million dollars is nothing to these people. Because you know what? They control the printing presses in America. People, they can print out. I mean, they can say, "Oh, we need a hundred million. Go back in there and print out a hundred million dollars through the Federal Reserve that we own." Well, and you know, I think that um, uh, you know, if, if this continues, if this trend continues, America, America's role as a as a um, premier player. In, in world affairs is going to come to a quick end. I think America is about to go down, and it's going to be good for the world. It's going to be good for us uh, to to, uh, to come to the realization that what's happening here is, in fact, uh, serving everyone's interests but our own. But the very fact that, and, and I, I don't want that to occur. Don't get me wrong. We're fighting to prevent that. We want America to remain strong and powerful, and we want it to remain a first-world nation. But we want it to reflect the European um, descent of our ancestry. We want it to reflect our values. It's our country. We built it. It's not going to be taken from us without a fight. But should, in fact, America fall, sometimes uh, it's through that carnage that uh, the rebirth like the phoenix can occur. And I don't want that to happen, but if it does, uh, it, it could also be a good thing. But the very fact that a white female and a black male are being promoted in the media as viable candidates for the highest political office in the land is, in reality, the crowning apex of a longstanding but creeping revolutionary process that it is the result of the conditioning by words more than anything else. The effect is a drastic transformation of the nation's cultural beliefs attitudes and values and, and really Ed, it truly is uh, a change for the worse uh, yes, you know it it, 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 there's no other way as a conservative uh, white male that this is good for us and, and, and you know you can say well that's racist well what's racist about wanting to protect our way of life and defend our people I don't think that's what racist whatsoever I believe that's natural and healthy and I am inclined to protect the interests of my own family first and, and I'm going to stand up against candidates such as this that don't reflect any of our values or any of our American traditions and I'm going to stand up against the illegal alien invasion because I want to survive and I think I think my family and my future children have the right to survive in the country and live in the country that my fathers built. We damn sure did build it. And you know what? People keep talking about minorities. The white population in the world, the Anglo-Saxon, European, you know, Western European people, were less than 3% of the world's population now, people. Less than 3%. And, uh, you know, uh, the people keep these these New World Orders, these uh, globalists want to keep bringing these uh, these other races in here that despise us. They hate our guts. There's about 100 million of these uh, these illegal aliens in America right now. They come in. They drive wages down. You know, they, they destroy our country. They're, their culture is different. They hate our culture. I'll tell you what. We've seen these signs around, uh, um, bumper stickers saying, this is America. I mean, excuse me, this is Mexico. You know, in my, I'll tell you something right now, James. In my neighborhood, there is a Cuban flag flying on a house in our neighborhood. There's a, there's a yeah, American flag there. 
That, that's what I'm talking about. Ed, that is what that I'm talking about. Down. That is what I said on CNN. That is the balkanization of America. Yes, it is. You do not come to this country and fly a foreign flag. You know what and this do? is the Confederate flag, which is actually our flag and not a foreign flag. I As a matter of fact, I can that point. If yeah. I put me a Confederate battle flag up on my house, I'll probably be burnt out. There'd be all kinds of hell to pay. People will complain about me, these so-called... You know, uh, Judeo-Christian uh, fanatics would try to run me out of my own neighborhood because I'm flying a Confederate battle flag. You know, and but they don't say a damn word. They don't have the guts to go up there and jerk that Cuban flag off that house like I'm going to do. If, if, if someone flies a Cuban flag or a Brazilian flag or a God knows an Israeli flag, God, every Christian would wet in their, you know, these Christian Zionists would wet in their pants. And I'm a real Christian. I'm not a Christian Zionist. But, uh, you know, absolutely. And that is, that is the result of a gradual 50 to 60 year trend of cultural Marxism in as it manifested system. itself in our institutions and universities in this country. This you would not have seen in the 1920s. No. Uh, even, even though America was never the same after Lincoln's um, war of aggression against the South, we still represented uh, a European country. We, we were still uh, identifiable as as America. People knew what America was. America doesn't stand for anything anymore. Nope. And and we got to we got to turn that around. And you know, and again, and that we got to go to a break here. But I just thought this was an incredibly great article that really summed up a lot, answered a lot of questions as Super to why article. and how we got here. Uh, Paul Fromm provided it. But you know, just to to, to wrap up the uh, look at Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton and how they represent New Age Marxism. Uh, in 2007, you know, Barack Obama was born of a Kenyan father and a white American mother. He moved to Indonesia and was adopted by a Muslim family, hence his middle name is Hussein. The black church that he attends in Chicago is militantly and outspokenly, publicly anti-white. In many ways, he is more third world than an American. And this is who the establishment is pushing to become uh, a, a top tier, quote unquote, candidate for president of the United States of America. And Hillary Clinton, another one, in her youth, was tied to the militantly anti-white Black Panthers. She continues to draw support from the radical black preacher Al Sharpton, who hobnobs with white-hating rap artists. An example of the widespread acceptance of these two candidates for president in the media and elsewhere is reflected in an article by Claude Lewis in the January 26th 2007 edition of the Corpus Christi Caller Times. That would be the local uh, newspaper there in Corpus Christi, Texas. This is entitled, 2008 could be breakthrough year for U.S. politics, and it predicts that America might warm to the idea of electing a black or a woman to the highest post in the land. Some suggest that a Clinton and Obama ticket might be unstoppable. And the touted candidacies of Hillary Rodham Clinton and Barack Hussein Obama show that the revolutionary uh, inversion of the Karl Marx revolution are almost complete. Folks, we got to stop it. Might be unstoppable but uh, with these electronic voting machines, but if we ever go to paper ballots, it won't be unstoppable. How much time we got, James? Well, we got to go to break. We're coming up on the break, but I, I wanted, you know, we had a lot of announcements to, to talk about during the first half hour of this program. Thankfully, this is one of those nights that we would have wished we had had two hours, and, and now under our new format, we do have two hours live each night in the cesspool. Uh, but anything you wanted, we got about 30 yeah, seconds. You want to wrap it up? Fine. All these people in here, like these Cubans flying that Cuban flag and all these uh, illegal. Hispanics coming in across the river. 
They come in here raising hell against us, these bumper stickers saying, this is not America, this is Mexico. If you don't like it, shove it. And they, you know what they do? They come up here, and they're getting all these benefits. That every, they're, they're taking every benefit they can possibly get from our system. They're laying on their infrastructure, collecting you know, housing subsidies, free education, free medicine, the whole nine yards, and then they still won't talk about this is Mexico. Back to you, James. Well, that's absolutely right. That is revolutionary. What's going on here is completely anti-American, but yet by the, uh, the the Jewish Marxists who control our media, this is deemed to us by their broadcasts to be good thing, diversity, multiculturalism, but in, in fact what it is is an anti-American revolution to exterminate the founding stock uh, from the land that our fathers created. Uh, we can't stand for that, uh, but again, that article that I was reading from that Eddie and I were infusing our commentary within came from Paul Fromm, one of our good friends and a regular guest on the cesspool. It's entitled, From Karl Marx to Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. If you'd like a copy, email me at thepoliticalcesspool.org. And you can go to the website and get our email address in the contact section. But with that being said, we're coming up on our first break for the evening tonight. And we're going to talk immigration some more with a renowned guest, we hope, <laughs> right after these words from our sponsors. You're listening to The Political Cesspool, now live two hours each night. We're here till 9 o'clock this evening, folks, Central Standard Time. Eddie the Bombardier Miller in uh, the studio tonight, along with myself, James Edwards. We're back right after these words uh, from our sponsors. <laughs> Don't go away. The political cesspool guys will return right after these messages. We'll return. We'll return. We'll return. We'll return. We'll return. The Political Cesspool radio program has become a phenomenon over the past two years. On a nightly basis, this award-winning program attracts some of our most well-known conservative leaders and pundits as its guests and is recognized nationwide as a leading voice in advancing the traditional American-first constitutional populist agenda. The Political Cesspool is listener-supported and it needs your support to stay on the air. If you value the contribution that the political cesspool makes to our shared cause, please consider sending a donation that will allow this program to continue to grow and reach new listeners. Simply go to our website, www.thepoliticalcesspool.org, scroll on down to the bottom of the homepage, and discreetly contribute online using your credit card. All transactions are handled via PayPal and are 100% secure. You don't even have to be a PayPal member to use this service. Donating to the political cesspool is easy, and it won't take more than a couple of seconds of your time, but the results of your generosity will be long felt. As a token of our appreciation, those of you who donate up to $100 will receive a complimentary copy of the new DV documentary, America Under Attack, which discusses the origins of political correctness. Those who donate $100 or more will receive the DVD, plus an autographed copy of a book signed by one of our favorite authors, and a commemorative poster that memorializes the Confederate generals. Thanks again for your support, and please remember to become a contributing member of our team. Go to www.thepoliticalcesspool.org and donate online today.
And now it's time to return to the political cesspool. Excellent! Cesspool, everyone. I'm your host, James Edwards. Thank you for tuning in uh, to the Political Cesspool as we continue on this evening. Uh, what I'm going to do, Eddie, remind everybody that we're two hours where they can pick us up at. Any any comments you would like to uh, conclude on the first segment that we had, and we're going to get our guests on the line. Okay, I would just like to say that uh, you know these 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 uh, globalists that are pushing these people like uh, uh, Barack Obama and Hillary, these people don't give a damn about them. They don't give a damn about Hillary and Baraka, and they don't give a damn about these so-called minorities. They're just, the only reason they're using them is like they've used everybody else in history, is to break down the white Christian culture. If they've done it, they've been doing that for a hundred years. You know, earlier James was talking about all these uh, these uh, left-wing, wacko, uh, you know, Jewish, international Zionist uh, atheists that they uh, ran out of Germany in 1933 that came to this U- United States. Well, they found a good home, folks, in FDR's administration. His whole administration was just crammed full of those left-wing, wacko, atheist Jews, and that's how we got a lot. Of, that's how we got the New Deal, and and that's. Are you ready for Joe? Well, uh, Joe's, Joe's coming on. We had a little bit oh, of a okay. mix-up with Frosty Woolridge, so we're going to give you Joe McCutcheon tonight as soon as he calls in. Man, he's my favorite. I love Joe to death. Joe, man, Joe could do this in his sleep. It's but, it. But I was talking about all these, you know, uh, James, I don't know if you heard me, but I was talking to the people. Um, earlier, you mentioned all these left-wing, wacko, atheist, Zionist Jews. They ran out of Germany in 1933. Well, they were given a home in, in Washington, D.C. With, under Franklin Delano Roosevelt's administration. They ran the New Deal. Well, they, that's absolutely right. And, and they, they, they are responsible for the left-wing trend and the cultural Marxist revolution. I mean, there's no doubt about that. I mean, it, whether you can argue that that's been a good or a bad thing, for American politics, it cannot be denied that these people are the ones behind it. As a matter of fact, in their own publications and in their own institutions, uh, they they gloat and oh, yeah, brag about the fact yeah. that they've been able to take over America and take over our uh, uh, media and take over our newspapers and take over our, our other institutions of academia and so on and so forth. This is something that is not a secret and is not a conspiracy. Uh, the, the very Marxist... Uh, of the uh, Marx Revolution, the, the, these uh, Jewish leftist radicals, they, they brag about that. You know what, these so-called uh, uh, Judeo-Christians, James, I, I call them, they're, you know, they're, they're into churchianity. They sit in there, they worship the church, you know, these big cathedrals. They don't have a clue about what real church is. The church is not a building, folks. The church is people in Jesus Christ and going out and, uh, you know, having fellowship with the people, telling people about the Lord. Feeding the hungry. You know, don't give all your money to one of these big big old cathedrals like Bellevue Baptist Church. Save some I mean, give it to the poor folks, man. If you want to give some money away, give it to the people. But uh you know, they and they worship these Jews. I've said for instance, if we worship the Jews so much, why can't why we don't just we just all convert over to Judaism? And well, we, and it, we don't hate Jews here. We don't dislike them. But this is our free country, James. I just you're absolutely right, Eddie, and, and I think I can further expand on that. We can hate and dislike the things that many of their leaders are doing to our country, and that's not an anti-Semitic statement. You know, I said this on CNN. We have got to get to the point in America where we can grow up and quit being afraid of being labeled something that we're not for having healthy and natural ideas. And 
we've got to come to the point where we can have frank and candid discussion about racial realities, whether it be uh, Jewish realities or, or black realities or white realities. Uh, we've got to be able to talk and exchange ideas uh, for the good uh, of this country. And, and, and when you have um, people... Uh, saying that you cannot speak about these issues, yeah. uh, that, that is inherently anti-American. And, you know, well, uh, I'd like to pick, challenge people to go back and read the, read the Declaration of Independence. If you'll go through there and look, not one, there's one, there's something everybody has in common that signed that thing. Every single one of them to a band was a man. There was not one single woman that signed that document. There was not one single black that signed that document. There was not one single Jew. There was not one single Oriental. There was not one single atheist. Some of them might have been deist, but they but they were they were basically all Christians. Even the so-called atheist or deist, uh, you know, the so-called Benjamin Franklin and, Je- and, uh, and Thomas Jefferson. In the end, oh, you, you ready? Are you ready, James? Take over. Okay. In the end, these people like uh, like uh, Tom, like uh, Frank, Benjamin Franklin. In the end, uh, he 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 converted over to Christianity, and he and he was uh, you know he believed in God, but every single person there was a Christian, white, a European male with descendants from Europe. This is our country. It was started by European white Christians. It was made for European white Christians. That doesn't mean we hate anybody, but by God, we're not going to let anybody come in here and attack our country that our ancestors built for us, James. And we're not going to let them come in here and attack our Christian religion. If some of these crackpots would have worship in the, the Judeo-Christian you know, facet, that's okay. But quit trying to slam it down our throat. Well, with that being said, I appreciate your uh, vigor and favor and your passion there as you were finishing up that point. Uh, we are going to welcome, I hope, uh, if, if I'm running the board correctly, we're going to welcome uh, Joe McCutcheon on the line now. Joe, can you hear me? I can hear you playing, James. All right, outstanding. I appreciate Joe McCutcheon uh, was actually not on the schedule for tonight. He is up in Canada, I believe, tonight, Joe. I'm in Canada tonight. Canada. I'm not sure that's good or bad, but I'm here. Well, uh, just uh, depending on what you're doing up there, maybe we'll find out what's going on up there in Canada. Uh, our guest, ladies and gentlemen, tonight was uh, slated to be uh, America First Immigration Reform Activist Frosty Woolridge, a good friend of this program, has been on several times and uh, was looking forward uh, to being on with us tonight. But every now and then, you know, this is live radio. Stuff comes up uh, on, on a whim, and we can't get in touch with our uh, guest, and that's why we're so grateful to have another one of America's premier uh, immigration reform activist Joe McCutcheon standing in the wings, uh, doing us a big favor, saving our bacon this evening from Canada. I uh, just called Joe in the commercial break to see if he could come on in a pinch, and he has, and uh, uh, we're certainly grateful for that. You'll remember Joe McCutcheon and several appearances he's made on this program. He is the founder of ArkansasFreedom.com, and Joe is doing great work there in uh, the Razorback State trying to oust a couple of anti-American senators who are uh, at least uh, planning to support the McCain-Kennedy amnesty bill. And, uh, Joe, again, thank you for, for coming on with us in such short notice. Hey, I'd like to say pl- something about Joe. My Joe. pleasure and honor. I, uh, <clears throat> getting out of Arkansas for a few days is, is quite a rest, but I, we, uh, if I may tell you what our travels have been for the last few days, it, it may prove interesting to your uh, listeners across uh, uh, the world. Uh, we left Fort Smith, Arkansas, and um, traveled to Memphis and met with, uh, spent the evening with uh, Dr. Virginia Abernathy, uh. who is a 
professor at the Vanderbilt School of Medicine. But I, and I relayed this to you uh, only today. Our next day was to Lexington, Virginia, and I went there principally to, uh, I restored one of my uh, uh, forefathers' cemeteries up in the, up in Lexington on the uh, what they call the North Mountain Burial Ground, and I wanted to check and make sure that was being properly attended to. But in any case, we had dinner in Lexington, and that evening it rained, and after we finished dinner, we drove, as we do routinely, out to Stonewall Jackson's burial plot. It was a slight mist. It was dark. Dogwood trees blooming. They looked like white lights. And that was one of the better experiences I've had in my life, and I've had a number of them. And it was just so quiet and peaceful there and prayerful. It was really something extremely special. But anyway, the, one of the main purposes of Barbara and my trip was to go to Hazleton, Pennsylvania, to be a guest of Mayor Lou Bar- Barletta. And if your guests are not aware of who he is, he is one of America's premier patriots. He's the mayor of, of Hazleton, Pennsylvania, who decided he was not going to let his town be destroyed by illegal aliens. He got the city board together, and they passed laws that, that punished people for hiring illegals, for housing illegals, for transporting illegals. And a group of people got an affair together for Mayor Barletto yesterday, uh, or some time ago, but we had it yesterday, uh, downtown Hazleton, Pennsylvania. It was a absolutely marvelous experience. There were some 2,000 there. Uh, we only had one protester, and uh, the police quickly cuffed him and took him off. And uh, But it, we had uh, a number of uh, speakers there. Uh, we had um, uh, the uh, Philadelphia cheese man, uh, uh, Joey Vento from Philadelphia there. Uh, he is the gentleman who runs the Philly Cheese Steakhouse who put up a sign on his business that said, if you if you don't order in English, we won't accept your order. And they've used every kind of uh, tact in the world to try to to make him tear that sign down. And I don't believe they know who they're dealing with when they're when they're dealing with Joey Vento. <laughs> but in any case, he was there, gave a great speech, uh, uh, a number of others, and uh, it concluded with Mayor Barletta had dinner, Barbara and I had dinner with he and the uh, city government last evening. They are more determined than ever to carry this thing straight to Supreme Court. The ACLU has 27 lawyers, the mayor told us, to fight them, and they're not backing down in, in any regard. And so it's been a really to be associated with people who put principles and morality over cheap uh, profit lines, it's, it's really stimulating. Makes me want to go back to Arkansas and continue the battle to oust uh, Senator Lincoln and Pryor. Well, Joe, you know, I can certainly relate to that, and thank you so much for sharing that story. That was a- actually exactly uh, what I had in mind in this makeshift uh, interview this evening for you to come on and talk to us about, because I knew you were having a phenomenal time up there in the Northeast, and I wanted you to be able to share some of that with our listeners. But before we get back to that, you know, I was in 
I had the opportunity to uh, visit South Carolina over the weekend and attend the Council of Conservative Citizens National Conference, an event that both you and I uh, spoke at last year as well. And, uh, you know, it just, it, it, it just, you can't really articulate with words the feeling of camaraderie that you have when you're with other people with whom you share the trenches and when you're with these people who are fighting for the same cause that you do your kinsmen i mean it was just uh, it obviously recharged my batteries to be amongst all of these people in south carolina i know it had the same effect for you i could not wait to get back to memphis and do the program tonight just as you've just indicated you can't wait to get back to arkansas and contend your uh, illustrious campaign uh, to protect america and defend our borders over there uh, in the state just to the west of us but you I gotta admit, uh, I, I don't know which uh, whose trip was better, yours or mine, because I'm awfully jealous of the things you had the opportunity to do. Uh, obviously, the Stonewall Jackson, the way you described that, visiting his grave with the the uh, the atmosphere, the way it was, and it almost being sunset and the dogwoods in bloom, that had to be had to be extraordinary. And of course, you had the opportunity as well to to visit with Dr. Virginia Abernathy, who is a great friend of this program, who has been on several times. But I'm very excited to know that there is an elected official. I don't care if it's dog catcher or the president. There is somebody somewhere doing something right for Americans and fighting against this uh, tide uh, of illegal uh, this illegal alien invasion. You mentioned Mayor Lou Barletta up there in Hazleton. Uh, it's exciting to know that he is the mayor of a town who's standing up for its citizens. Well, at and he's related this, excuse me, on television before. And he went into some detail yesterday at the function. And last night we were able to talk in more in more depth regarding his campaign. And he's uh, Hazleton, Pennsylvania is about thirty six thousand people. Plus, it it has doubled. It's now a third bigger than it was. Yet the tax base is exactly the same. So you can see what a disastrous, uh, it will absolutely destroy a community. And he is the only elected official who says, I'm going to fight to the death to protect the citizenry of my town. It is not going to be overrun by criminals of any ilk. And, and we stand ready to, to, with the most resolve, to not let this happen. And he went into some detail regarding uh, where the uh, case is now in the courts, he does not have any any uh, hope that this first judge will rule in their favor, but that hasn't deterred him one bit. Uh, this is the ACLU that's doing this, and from my own personal experiences, I can tell you the ACLU is nothing but criminals from bottom to top. Uh, they have uh, uh, I have witnessed their criminal activities on the southern border on multiple occasions. And their whole tack is to destroy Western civilization. And they're really uh, making inroads in some areas. But I understand now we have 200 cities and towns across the country that are in the process of implementing what Mayor Barletta has done for his city. And, of course, Joe, you might be uh, also familiar. You're right. It is important. It's important to have reports such as this to let our listeners know and let other Americans out there who feel, and, and make no mistake, the vast majority of Americans, as is indicated by every single poll and as indicated by common sense, feel the way we do on the immigration question. So, it, But it is also, at the same time, good to let them know that, they are in the majority on this issue and that there are other people of prominence out there fighting this battle on our behalf and on the behalf 
of, of law and order. But, John, I'm sure you're familiar as well with the uh, issue in Farmers Branch, Texas, where they, by a voter referendum, uh, passed a, an ordinance that would uh, outlaw illegal immigration and enforce the laws on the books there, and, and a federal judge overruled uh, that which the town had voted on. Uh, so it's just incredible that the links that the ACLU and their their cronies in uh, in the judicial branch will go to overrule and outlaw the will of the people. And in fact, well, they have the compadres. They have compadres that are our own citizens. The ch- chambers of commerce, for one, these politicians are all corrupt to the core, and and we only have one peaceful tool left at our disposal to to retake this this republic, and that's the vote. But as long as our citizens are are uh, going to continue to worship at the altar of either the political parties, the Democrat or the Republican, we're going to lose this country. We're at the precipice. We're going if. We're going to save this country. We must vote out every incumbent there is at every level. I don't care who they are. I don't care what they say they stand for. They're all criminally corrupt to the core, self-serving parasites. And everything they do is based on what it does for them personally. The war on terror. Do you really think we have a war on terror when we got a 2,200-mile southwestern border wide open. He's taking our border guards and sending to that carnage he's, he's Bush, I'm speaking of, did, is doing in, in Iraq and wanting to do the same thing in Iran. This man is a psychopath, and he has a complicit government going right along with him. These are harsh terms, I'm saying, but I mean every word of them. We, can, we must remove the people uh, peacefully, and that we do that by the vote. Well, Joe, I, pr- I appreciate you saying that. I, I appreciate the report and the and the passion that you've brought to the to the program tonight, especially being on, on such a spur of the moment notice. You know, I just called you guys uh, not 20 minutes ago, and your your lovely wife was just saying, "Well, you're just now getting to the point where you can relax and and settle down in your hotel room for the night." And then here I was calling you for an interview. But uh, but I, I tell you, Joe, I, I love what you're doing for the country. I love what you're doing for our people and our cause. And it's just exciting to know. Like I said, uh, it, it, I, I had it planted in my mind to to bring you on at some point this week because I knew you had a good story to share. And the, the big rally up there, the big rally in Hazleton, Pennsylvania, that y'all were just a part of, uh, part of the Dignitary Corps there, along with uh, Mayor Barletta, Joey Vento, the self-made uh, cheesesteak king who was standing up for, for common sense, and, and Isola Foster as well was there. Uh, right. Was it well attended? Was it a good, good uh, feel-good uh, rally for the troops? Oh, I think so, Absolutely. I tell you, they had another speaker there that I was absolutely so impressed with. He was the son of a Jewish immigrant back in 1944 that came here. He lost some of his uh, uh, family in, in the 9-11 bombing or explosions or, or whatever we want to call it. Um, he, he articulated so brilliantly how certain senators had abs- were absolutely destroying this republic with both hands uh, the senator from pennsylvania mccain uh, he just named them named and and in their voting records and he was so articulate articulate in doing so and so I, what i see happening james people are not going into their clothes closet closing the door and turning off the lights and whispering about immigration they see what's happening in the country and they're really beginning to foam and boil and I think that there's a real determination for these people in support 
this so-called amnesty bill. There's uh, this amnesty bill for 20 to 30 million illegals and maybe more. I really think that they're they're willing at this point to cast out uh, their uh, uh, adherence to the Republican or Democrat Party and vote these people out if they vote to destroy this republic. And certainly if Bush gets his way and they do pass this comprehensive uh, immigration bill, our country is done for. We're through. Well, I'm into that, Joe, and it certainly would be a lot more cumbersome for them to, to implement if there was more people out there like you doing what you're doing. Folks, please check out Joe McCutcheon's crusade by visiting ArkansasFreedom.com. Joe, I know you're not one for flattery, and I don't want to blow smoke at you, but you are single-handedly taking on uh, the establishment in the state of, state of Arkansas with regards to the immigration invasion. Uh, and folks, check out his campaign at ArkansasFreedom.com. Joe, I know out of your own pocket you funded uh, a lot of television and, and radio ads that have blanketed the entire state trying to raise awareness as to the treason that uh, Senators Pryor and Lincoln and your state of Arkansas, United States Senators Pryor and Lincoln, are committed uh, to committing. Uh, so, folks, check out Joe McCutcheon at ArkansasFreedom.com. I know, uh, Joe, uh, my co-host tonight, Eddie Bombardier Miller, wants to make one comment to you before we uh, uh, let you go, and yeah. then I'll, I'll wrap up with you. Eddie? I'll just say, good old Joe, man. It's, it, I tell you what, Joe, I'll say, I, I think you're probably my very favorite speaker. Uh, you know, not that we don't love Frosty around here, and I'm sure I'm sure he will not uh, take offense, but uh, when we uh, when he didn't call in and we got you, uh, I, I believe we got the better speaker. Well, Eddie, you're too kind. No, this is... I would like to say one thing about the website, ArkansasFreedom.com. If your folks listening would, to, would would look at that website and look at the campaign that we just finished in Arkansas, it was a three-week campaign, a radio campaign, to get some idea of, of how, in my judgment, we have to go after these politicians. And if they, and, and so that campaign is on there, the, 30-second spots are written out. And, and I think it, if, you know, if they're really wanting to do something, they might uh, use that as an idea in their own locale to pursue some of these uh, senators who have absolutely sold us out. And my, my interest is middle-class America, heart, soul, and fabric of this republic. And that's exactly who they're trying to wipe out. That's us, and we cannot let it happen. Hey Joe, is there? Do we have any way to get a transcript of that speech get, that you talked about, given by that Jewish fellow about uh, all these rotten senators? Uh, I've done so many, I'm not sure I know which one you're talking about. You know, uh, you, Arch, you talked about it. I, I think what Eddie was asking Joe is if uh, the the organizers of the event in Hazelton that you attended, if they have made available any of the uh, speeches uh, via transcript. Oh, I, oh yeah, uh, I tell you what, you call Sherry. Uh, and 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 she'll get you that that whole thing. All right, uh, we will do that. And Joe, I, I, I should have uh, failed to mention the fact that Joe uh, didn't give us the contact information. The political cesspool uh, will be interviewing the mayor of that city, uh, Lou Barletta. We're going to be doing that soon, and Joe has put us in touch with that. Uh, Joe, uh, you enjoy the rest of your vacation. I know you're up there in Canada tonight, getting settled into the hotel. What are you doing in Canada, by the way? Well, that's a long story, and, and I'll share it with you. Personally, one these days in the near term. Oh, right. no. Joe McCutcheon, everybody. Joe, y'all have a safe trip back down to the south Thanks. when you get done with your uh, adventure in the north. And thank you for coming on and spending some time with us tonight on short notice uh, to help us fill out this program. My pleasure to you and you and uh, 
And tell your lovely wife, Danny, that we love her, and we'll see her one of these days soon. Hopefully soon, very soon. Thank you very much. Joe McCutcheon, ArkansasFreedom.com. Thank you, Joe. Good night. Well, I'll tell you what, Eddie, you don't beat Joe McCutcheon. And, folks, please check out his website at ArkansasFreedom.com. We had a little problem. This is live radio. Uh, we couldn't get in touch with Frosty Woodwards this evening. And, you know, that happens once in a blue moon. I believe that is actually the third or fourth time throughout the history of this program that we have. And that's not a lot. I mean, we've done hundreds of shows. I believe that's the third or fourth time in the history of our run that uh, we weren't able to get in touch with the guests that we had scheduled for the night. That happens very rarely, but it does happen. And Joe McCutcheon standing willingly in the wings to to be our guest tonight and talk about the issue that indeed Frosty was going to talk about, which was the illegal alien invasion, Joe, up there in the Northeast attending rallies and uh, cheering on the troops that are fighting for the cause up there that we're fighting for here in Memphis, that he's fighting for there in Arkansas, that uh, American nationalists all across the country are fighting for. Joe McCutcheon, a great guest and a great friend of me and uh, mine and this program. Remember, folks, uh, we're going to two hours. This show is only half over now. Normally we would be signing off at this point, getting ready to go home. But no, we have another full hour of the political cesspool coming your way this evening live from WLRM Radio here in Memphis, Tennessee. We are now a two-hour program. We ask you to stay tuned throughout the next commercial break and uh, enjoy the second hour brought to you by myself, James Edwards, and Eddie the Bombardier Miller. Uh, It's coming to you live for two hours tonight, tomorrow night, and every night. Uh, for the foreseeable future, the political cesspool has expanded to two hours, and we are very, very, very excited about that. Folks, remember, though, if you've liked, if you enjoy the hardcore paleoconservative talk that you hear on the political cesspool, we need your support to stay on the air. Uh, by popular demand, we have uh, grown the program to two hours. We need your support. It costs money to stay on the air, and only in the political cesspool, only on this program, does do hosts and guests dare have the guts to come on and challenge the false gods of cultural Marxism. We talked about Karl Marx and political correctness earlier in the program. Only programs like this, and there's not many of us, have the guts to go after the golden goose, the false gods of political correctness, and and, and and live to tell the story. We're going to continue to do it, but we need your support. It takes money to fund this broadcast. We need your financial consideration. So as we go to the commercial break here and get ready for the second hour of our program, I encourage you to visit us at thepoliticalcesspool.org and make a donation online via PayPal. You can do it safely and securely with your credit card. We'd be eternally grateful, and it will go a long way in perpetuating this program for weeks, months, and, God willing, years to come. Support us uh, with your donations at thepoliticalcesspool.org. With that being said, we're going to commercial break, folks, and when we return, Eddie Miller and myself will have another full hour of the program here on 1380 WLRM. All right. Man, political cesspool, guys, will return right after these messages. We'll return. We'll return. We'll return. We'll return. The Political Cesspool radio program has become a phenomenon over the past two years. On a nightly basis, this award-winning program attracts some of our most well-known conservative leaders and pundits as its guests and is recognized nationwide as a leading voice in advancing the traditional America First constitutional populist agenda. 
The political cesspool is listener-supported, and it needs your support to stay on the air. If you value the contribution that the political cesspool makes to our shared cause, please consider sending a donation that will allow this program to continue to grow and reach new listeners. Simply go to our website, www.thepoliticalcesspool.org, scroll on down to the bottom of the homepage, and discreetly contribute online using your credit card. All transactions are handled via PayPal and are 100% secure. You don't even have to be a PayPal member to use this service. Donating to the political cesspool is easy, and it won't take more than a couple of seconds of your time, but the results of your generosity will be long felt. As a token of our appreciation, those of you who donate up to $100 will receive a complimentary copy of the new DV documentary, America Under Attack, which discusses the origins of political correctness. Those who donate $100 or more will receive the DVD, plus an autographed copy of a book signed by one of our favorite authors and a commemorative poster that memorializes the Confederate generals. Thanks again for your support, and please remember to become a contributing member of our team. Go to www.thepoliticalcesspool.org and donate online today. And now it's time to return to the political cesspool. Excellent! And welcome back to the second hour, ladies and gentlemen, of the political cesspool this evening. James Edwards along with Eddie Bombardier Miller over there in the uh, other side of the glass tonight. It feels so strange to be on Art's side of the glass this evening and doing Art's job, as it were, uh, until Art uh, retired, as he did on Friday. You know, y'all had a great show on Friday, President Bill Clinton calling in, or at least a Bill Clinton impersonator, uh, to uh, to give the chief a uh, fond farewell, and we'll certainly miss uh, Art, but... Um, it's 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 fun, and we're having a great time tonight. I'm so excited that the political cesspool has now gone and grown to two hours a night, and uh, that's just like I said, double, double everything good, everything that you love. We've got a double dose of it tonight, tomorrow, every night, uh, here on into the future. The political cesspool now broadcasting live, loud and clear from WLRM AM 1380 here in Memphis, Tennessee, from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. Every weeknight, Monday through Friday, and on the Internet at thepoliticalcesspool.org. There you can listen to our live Internet stream for the entire two hours each evening. And uh, the broadcast archives as well. All of that uh, broadcast archives from some of our biggest guests, from Pat Buchanan, David Duke, uh, so on and so forth. All of the premier conservative leaders in America have been guests on this program and you can catch uh, their interviews dating back to uh, April of 2005 in the broadcast archives of the political org. So uh, with that being said, Ed, it's good to be back with you, you know, for another hour this evening, the second hour tonight. Uh, a great first hour, by the way. I think it went marvelously well, considering we're still getting used to, to doing our own production and engineering work. Uh, Art, or excuse me, um, Joe McCutcheon calling in place of Frosty Woodwards this evening as he delivered a great report uh, from uh, 
immigration reform activist, America first immigration reform activist up in the Northeast, and Joe is in Canada tonight before heading back down to Arkansas. Always good to hear from Joe McCutcheon, and uh, we'll get Frosty Woodward's back on at a later date. And, uh, of course, we talked about uh, how, uh, in the first hour as well, how Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama are extensions of the cultural Marxist revolution as led by Karl Marx back in the uh, 30s. And um, i just tell you what, Ed, it's been a good show so far. I'm excited to I be here. It. You know, we uh, coming up later on in the week, I, I want to add, we're going to be uh, playing uh, some of the audio from the speeches that I had an opportunity to take in as I was also a speaker at the Council of Conservative Citizens. Folks, you need to join that organization, cofcc.org, cofcc.org. I had the opportunity to address their sold-out crowd in Greenville, South Carolina, at the Holiday Inn Ballroom there in Greenville. Uh, some of the uh, greatest leaders our movement has were there in attendance. Jared Taylor, Sam Dixon, Paul Fromm, uh, myself, many, many, many others. Gordon Baum, Bob Whitaker, Ed Fields, Don Black. Uh, Don Black has done so much for our movement along with his son, Derek. Uh, and uh, it was just so good to be amongst the uh, company of so many uh, patriots and conservatives. And uh, as I said, we're going to have a, a series now as we transition in to being two hours each night uh, where we're going to play some of the audio from those speeches uh, to give an opportunity for those who weren't able to be there. Uh, we'll give them the ability to hear those speeches. And I just want to go through the theme of the conference was conservative uprising. And I like the sound of that. And, you know, I love South Carolina, Ed. i have been there for the burial of the CSS Confederate ship uh, submarine H.L. Hunley. And I've been back to South Carolina about a half dozen times since. And I'm always looking for a good excuse to go to South Carolina. And this was a great one. Uh, the uh, event was emceed by council board members Bill Lord and A.J. Barker. And I'm just going to quickly go through. You know, we don't have a chance. I, there's no way, even with the, the, the last hour we have here, that I could uh, uh, appropriately give you uh, the kind of idea of how great that conference was. But I do want to quickly go through some of the speakers and what they talked on. So you'll have an idea of what was discussed there, and you'll have an idea of some of the speeches that you'll be able to hear as we rebroadcast them later on in the week in the political cesspool. Uh, the first speaker on, on Friday was Joel Lefebvre. He is the editor of the Citizens Informer, a great newspaper that the council puts out. They had a big photo spread and a big article about uh, one of my interviews on CNN located in uh, within the pages of the Citizens Informer. Uh, Joel headed off a panel that encouraged people to become active and how they could become an effective activist. The panel also included Dr. William Carter, Professor Michael Terry, and Kyle Rogers, who is the great young activist uh, about my age. He is the webmaster of the Council of Conservative Citizens. There was a great panel there, Ed, on God and country, and you would have really enjoyed this one. I, I, I mentioned it to you before the program tonight. They had two pastors there uh, that spoke uh, from a Christian perspective, as we are Christians, but they didn't water down the message. These weren't Christians like we see in some of these mainstream denominations today that have the lesbian ministers behind the pulpit, and they're uh, encouraging all of our support to go to the uh, un ungodly uh, Leviathan of Zionist Israel. You had good, strong Christian pastors standing up for the old-time conservative values, and it did me well to see strong Christian pastors behind a pulpit delivering a message at the Council of Conservative Citizens meeting that uh, resonated within the bones of a true uh, Christian conservative. Uh, they had a, a colonel there 
that brought us up to date on the crisis in South Africa. I mean, these were great topics that you would not have heard at a neoconservative Republican convention. Leonard Wilson, the Alabama uh, commander of the Sons of the Confederate Veterans, was there to, to lend it a uh, Confederate flavor. Lieutenant Lou Calabro from the San Francisco Bay Police Department was there to talk about crime and the zebra killings and the cover-up of the zebra killings. Just great speakers. And that was just the first day, and that was just some of the topics that were addressed. And, again, we're going to be replaying some of these speeches on the wow, political cesspool man. this week and perhaps carrying it over into next week as well as we have the extra time now with us being two hours a night. On, on Saturday, and I just want to quickly go down this lineup, and then I'll, I'll wrap it up and we'll get into the next order of business. But uh, uh, Paul Fromm was there to talk about how we can fight the left and how we must use our freedoms of speech. Paul Fromm, the Canadian activist. Adrian Davis, uh, a attorney from England, was there to talk about uh, what's going on over there as opposed to here and how we can uh, better ourselves. I gave a, a, a speech which was very well received, I must say, on the status of the political cesspool radio program, believe it or not. They had me there to talk about uh, what we've been up to with this program and how we've grown. How about the standing O's, James? we got a standing that ovation. That's absolutely right. And uh, there were several others that did as well, but uh, and not everyone. And I was the recipient of a standing ovation. Uh, thank the Lord and thanks to, to the kind people there in South Carolina. Uh, and, Eddie, you know, I was telling you, I talked to so many people. You know, there was uh, over 200 people there jam-packed into that ballroom. And every time I would emerge from the hotel room, my wife went with me as well, and, and she was a big star of the show, too, i got to okay. tell you. But uh, we had the opportunity to talk with so many fans of this program, and, and I am grateful uh, to God for all of them. They were the, just the nicest people, and, and, and they were very well informed about this program. You know, I, I took a lot of questions. People were asking, what's it like to work with Winston Smith and Eddie Miller? People were asking, well, Winston is just so articulate and astute. He has to have a, a, a degree in English or literature. And I, you know, I said, yeah, you know, he does. And they were asking, how did the bombardier get his nickname? Are you all out of that slate that you got from the Jefferson Davis home? You know, I listened to this show, and they would bring up guests we've had months ago, or in some cases almost a year and a half ago somebody was making. A, a comment about a show they heard about a year and a half ago. These people listen every night. They are great fans of this program, and it just was so great to have the opportunity to to meet and shake the hands of our listeners, uh, all of these people who tune in, uh, if not on a nightly basis, certainly on a very regular basis, and, and to be in, the, in their company and to know that they are appreciative of the work and the sacrifices that we make on this program really, really boosted uh, my morale and put a lot of wind in my sails to come back here and make the show even better. And they were very, very, very excited about the fact that we were expanding to two hours again. You know what, James? I'd like to uh, make, make a brief comment about this. You you got a tremendous amount of respect at that conference, you know, along with the cesspool. And there's something else, a point that we have missed all along. We had mentioned I'd like to mention it. We, I'll say we, you got one heck of a lot of respect from CNN and Paul Azan. Hey, James, we got you got more respect there on that program than you would in these programs around here in Memphis, these pseudo, these neocon conservative talk shows. Well, you know, CNN, and, and I said this, and obviously one of the things that the 
organizers of the event wanted me to talk on was the exposure we received from CNN and the experience I had on CNN. And, and many, I was surprised, equally surprised, that over half the audience, it seemed, had seen the interviews either live or via YouTube uh, on the council's website at cfcc.org. Of course, as I mentioned earlier in the program tonight, uh, all of the CNN interviews that I've been on so far are also available at thepoliticalcesspool.org on our video page. But that was one of the things they had me talk about. And you know, one of the things I said was that CNN, obviously, uh, is the behind the BBC, the second biggest news uh, television news network in the world. And only slightly behind the BBC. And, uh, you know, for them to have chosen me, and they could have had anybody in the world on to represent the conservative viewpoint, but they came to me and they came to this program. Sam Dixon, uh, another speaker there, played a role in that. But they came to this program nonetheless and have had us back twice since that first interview in April. And uh, that is an honor. It goes to show that this show has really broken through. You know, they didn't go to other so-called conservative hosts in the city of Memphis. They didn't go to anybody else in the world. Save the political cesspool, and that is because we have been effective and uncompromising in our defense uh, of European America and our defense of true paleoconservative ideals. And they knew that I wouldn't get on there and wither. We have had an unapologetic and uncompromising approach to the issues on this program every night since October 2004. And, and they didn't have to worry about me getting on television. They didn't have to worry about me getting on television and, and becoming respectable, or respectable conservative. I am a real conservative. I don't want the respect of the establishment type. And I gave on, I think I went on CNN and gave them the type of show and the type of commentary that they would have expected from a host of the political cesspool. And, and those people in South Carolina, God bless them, they love us. They love the program. I love them. I am more in debt to them than they could ever be in debt to me. I love the Council of Conservative Citizens. Everybody should be a member. I love the people who were speaking there. Many of them are my close personal friends. I enjoyed meeting other people in the crowd there for the first time. And, and we'll work with them in the future. And it's an honor beyond uh, my ability to, to tell you how much uh, I uh, am honored to have the respect uh, of those people because they are our people. They are the people I am trying to fight for on this program, and uh, I'd die for them. I really would. And uh, I, I just, you know, I can't say enough about how great the conference was. Just to, to close out, Ed, a couple of other speakers that they had there after, after my speech uh, Jared Taylor of American Renaissance was the keynote speaker. He is a great guy. Uh, Sam Dixon, the uh, venerable Atlanta attorney whose uh, activism in this cause goes back a number of decades. Dr. Britton Nelson, Dr. Miles Walpin. That rounded out the, the speaking lineup. But it was just so good to, to be able to enjoy the fellowship of so many like-minded patriots, c true conservatives that are aware racially, they are aware on, on all of the issues, and um, like I said, I just I know I'm being repetitive at this point, but God bless them. Had the opportunity also uh, to, as I said, visit with other people who weren't on the speaking program, folks like Bob Whitaker, Don Black, Ed Fields. Had the opportunity, I'm, I'm proud to say, to break bread and, and go have a private dinner with Sam Dixon, Paul Fromm, and Jared Taylor, among a couple of other folks, and uh, we had a great steak dinner there in downtown Greenville, South Carolina, and um, just overall event uh, for the political cesspool, for everyone who was there, was an absolute success. And again, Kyle Rogers and the event organizing staff there uh, for putting on this conference. My respect and thanks and admiration goes out to you guys. And as I said, we will, uh, Tom Dover, uh, the president of the council, and Gordon Baum, the, the CEO of the council, 
great, great, great men. And uh, we will be replaying, as I've said, some of those speeches. I uh, can't replay all of them because there was about 20 speeches. But we will replay some of the speeches on the air this week in the political cesspool, again, to, to make available uh, these words from these great men to our listeners and the listeners who weren't there. Uh, you'll enjoy it, I promise. I wouldn't play it if I didn't think it was great, and you will enjoy it. And for those who were there at the council meeting, you'll get to hear it again, and we're excited about that. Did, did uh, Don Black speak? Don Black didn't speak, but they were broadcasting live there um, from uh, their computer, and uh, he wasn't on the speaking program, but he was certainly there. And uh, obviously uh, had a lot of his fans there, or a lot of his fans were there, and uh, had the opportunity to talk with Don and one of the... Um, He's a great one. He's been around for about as long as I remember, Jim. Uh, one of the hospitality suites. His uh, wife was there, along with his uh, his son, who's doing great work in the cause himself now. And uh, like I said, I mean, and, and these were just some of the prominent names, but, uh, you know, even the the unnamed activist, the... The guy who, who works for a living and doesn't have the opportunity to go out and sacrifice as much time as we do. It was an honor to meet each and every one of them as well. The fact that they were there and they are conscious and, and wanting to fight for our cause and support our, our, our leaders. Uh, I really enjoyed meeting everyone there. Everyone there uh, was, was fantastic. And, uh, again, you can check out for more information about that. You can check out cofcc.org. We will have pictures and audio available at thepoliticalcessible.org. We're going to be replaying some of those speeches, uh, but they really tackled, I believe, the speaker there tackled a lot of the issues that we cover here on the political cesspool.